What's up, baseball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoosier BP Podcast. I'm Phil Wade, Executive Director for PBR Indiana, and with me again, as always, our Scouting Director, Blake Hibbler. Blake? What's going on, Phil? How you doing? Uh, doing great. Just ready for the weather to finally take the turn. Had snow on the ground, it seems like, the last two weeks, twice a week. It's cold, it's rainy, it snows. It sucks, but 75 degrees for uh, the opening day for the Midwest Select on Friday. 75 and sunny. You ready? An 80% chance on Saturday of rain. <laughs> it don't matter. We're going to have 75 and sun on Friday. I don't mean to ruin it for you, but. Yeah, it's the pessimist in you. You got to be optimistic. You got I turf, work at man. Grand Park, yeah, buddy. That's why you got uh, all the turf. I don't know if you know that, but uh, That's why you it got the rained turf. 15 out of 16 weekends last year. There is no I don't know. I optimistic. came here like every day, and there's baseball being played. So I feel pretty <laughs> comfortable we're going to be all right. Uh, uh, so heading into week three. This uh, message is brought to you by Sponge Squad, the leaders in removing water from dirt fields. Go area on. I'm going to need the check for that. But, yes, we are in week three of the uh, IHSAA season. Um, not a lot's been played, but there has been quite a few games um, that our guys have all been able to go out and see. Um, if you haven't checked it out yet, you need to check out our scout blog, um, which is under the IHSAA tab on the PBR Indiana page on the website. Uh, starting to get a lot of video, a lot of notes on guys, committed guys, potential draft guys, unsigned seniors. We'll run that throughout the year. Um, but if you haven't had a chance to check that out, definitely encourage you to do so. Uh, had what quite a few guys now go out for us. Damon, Greg, Rhett, uh, you and I have not gone out yet. We've been slacking. Um, actually I have gone out once. I went out once too. Don't you dare give me (laughs) Uh, had the opportunity, both of us have, to uh, go on spring break with the families and get away from this crappy Indiana weather. But we'll be back at it uh, starting this week. So why don't we just go ahead and start talking to some of our guys about the players they've seen, what they've liked, what they've seen. Uh, first guy we're going to bring on is Damon Alvis. He's new to the PBR Indiana scouting staff. Just uh, brought him on literally, what, two weeks before the high school season started. Um, he's gone out quite a few times and he's done a really good job and he's seen some great guys. So let's. All right. So, Damon, you had uh, one of our top uncommitted right handers, uh, out of Cecina the very first week. Uh, you were able to see his first outing. We liked him a lot in February at our preseason All State, showed a lot of projection on the mound. Uh, fastball upper 80s, I believe he touched a 90 here and there. Uh, what'd you see out of him in his first outing? Yeah, Ayers was really, really, really good. It was a cold night, a lot of snow on the ground. Uh, obviously, Chatard and Cecina, excuse me, um, with the turf field at Chatard. Ayers came out. He was 88-91, and that lived in that range. A lot of 88s in the mix. Reached back, 0-2 fastball up and in, and that's when he touched 91. He's a raw kid, in my opinion, um, just kind of scratching the surface of his potential. Um, he also flashed, you know, a really good breaking ball early on in his outing. Um, you know, good field. It's 11-5 shape. It was hard. It was sharp. Swing and miss. 
Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Ayers. I know Blake had mentioned, you know, the kid looks like a baby giraffe out there at times, which, you know, we're saying he's a little raw and, and all that. But the upside on him is, is it's there and you can see it. And I think he'll be a guy that we'll hear a lot of, you know, over the rest of this year and going into next year as well. And like, you know, for me in showcases, sometimes you see those raw guys and you're really high on them and you're really excited, but you're also like, oh man, is he going to throw strikes? Is it going to live up in game? Did he fill it up? Did he throw both for strikes? I mean, what do you see as far as his command? Yeah, so early on, it was the command was there with the fastball. Um, you know, it fastball did show some run at times. He located both sides of the plate. Um, really controlled the breaking ball good, well, excuse me, early on. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's a good swing and miss breaking ball. But later in the outing, the command, you know, in the fourth inning, that's when he started to lose, you know, the velo. Um, you know, he kind of worked in the 84, 85 range. Fastball command wasn't as good at that point. Um, but the breaking ball command was still there. So the command was there, you know, overall, I'd say for his first outing, it was pretty good. Okay. Um, and then on the other side, uh, you had another uncommitted right-hander in Patrick Mastrian, uh, 2020 for Bishop Chatard. He was another kid that uh, impressed us uh, this February. Um, couldn't remember. It was the preseason All-State underclass, I believe, or the winter pre. Don't remember which one it is. Either way, though, impressed with, uh, you know, he's got that strong athletic frame. He was up to, I believe, 85 in February. He was a couple ticks higher for you, wasn't he? Yeah, he opened up the game. Um, first couple pitches were actually 87s. Um, you know, I was actually watching him in, in warm-ups. I'm like, oh, man, this is coming out really good. Um, and I put the gun on him, obviously, and first couple pitches, 87, 87, 87. Um, he actually touched 88 once um, and then kind of settled in, you know, into the 85, 86 range, kind of, you know, where you guys have seen him in, you know, the preseason event. Um, but I like him. Like you said, it's a strong – build frame it's a quick arm he gets downhill um fastball's heavy um you know he's another kid that can locate it to either side of the plate and he actually you know with airs being you know probably the top guy i've seen right now i mean masterman is probably right there on his heels with command um you know um, being able to command the zone um you know masterman also showed a really good changeup. i was impressed with that he was more of a fastball changeup guy early on in his outing um, and then he tried to spin a breaking ball, which it showed some potential, um, but it's just not as advanced right now as his changeup. I feel like he's got, you know, one of the better changeups, you know, in the 2020 class that, you know, we'll see, um, you know, early on in the in the spring. Excuse me. Yeah, and he he does have good command. I know a couple of days ago he actually threw, I believe, a no hitter uh, for Shatard. Uh, stats up, but. I know I saw his name come through, had a per either a perfect game or a no-hitter. Um, so he is a kid that can throw strikes. Uh, so that's the opening weekend, couple uncommitted guys for you. Uh, you also had a chance to go down and see one of our top 3A teams in Silver Creek. Uh, you saw quite a few guys um, ranked you know, fairly high in their respective classes. Uh, we'll just start it off with uh, 2020 IU commit Holden Groher. That's really the first time we've been able to see him hit and pitch uh, in the same game. What did you think of Holden Grower? Yeah, Grower, I mean, it's early on, and like we always talked about, you know, with us three, when we talk about arms, you're not going to see the big velo right away out of them. Um, you know, it's that Midwest flavor, so to say, and guys. But, you know, he was he was okay on the bump. I know I'm going to 
you know, one of us, I should say, not me, um, is going to see him later in the year, and he's going to be a lot better. Um, You know, he was only 79, you know, 81, touching 82 in that range, Um, you know, but he spun a lot of breaking balls in his outing, um, which it it showed well. I mean, the breaking ball showed, you know, a future um, out pitch with above average potential for him for a young 2021. But I was really impressed with him at the plate. Um, You know, he swung strictly from the left side. I know he's a switch hitter. Um, You know, he barreled the ball up twice. Uh, fastball away, took it over short's head on a line, and then barreled one up full side for a double. Um, you know, he's an interesting kid. He's one of those kids where you're you're still talking about a 15 year old kid. To, you know, what what is he going to be when he's 18? How athletic is you know what? How's his athleticism? Excuse me, going to progress? But I think just looking at the body type and the tools right now, he's going to be one of those kids that we're going to be talking about. You know, when the 2021 draft comes around, possibly. Yep. Uh- who else Dragons stood out for you? Yeah, so uh, Bryce McNay, shortstop. Absolute gamer. Love the kid. Um, you know, he gets after it, plays the game hard, can really, really swing the bat. You know, I think I, I mentioned it to you, Phil. I said two through four for Silver Creek is all the same kids. Same uh, approach. <laughs> you, uh, you send in all the videos of the kids, and literally you look at a couple of those guys. I, was, I thought Ben Grossberg, our video editor, who puts the videos in each player profile. I thought he accidentally copied the same kid into everybody's profile. Like they're all <laughs> same setup, same swing, packs. Uh, that team can swing it a little bit. Yeah, they can really hit, you know, two through four. They're going to do a lot of damage, um, you know, in, in class 3A. But McNay was a kid for me who he stood out, you know, right from the get-go and in and out, could move fairly well. Um, you know, soft hands, good actions, not a bunch of twitch to his game, but something, you know, that kind of catches your eye when you when you show up for in and out and try to figure out, you know, who are you really going to set on, um, you know, at the game. But he was definitely a guy for me. Um, you know, we talked about Grower. Another kid was Tyler Wheeler. Um, I say, you were really impressed by Wheeler. You liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah I like Wheeler a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I think he's a kid that's kind of under the radar right now. Um, you know, he's got decent size. I was a fan of him, you know, in the field. He can swing it. I don't know how well he's going to swing it versus elite-level pitching. That's what I want to see, obviously. Um, but the kid from Trinity, um, in that game, he wasn't no slouch. As a lefty, funky lefty who was, you know, mid-80s. Um, but Wheeler definitely stood out, too, with McNay. Um, first inning, I mean, Silver Creek's down 4 nothing, and – Wheeler gets up and hits a grand slam, tied it up. Um, you know, went full side. He looks very comfortable in the box. Um, you know, his actions are very, very good. Um, you know, is it elite level kind of actions? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but he gets it done. He's another blue collar kid, um, you know, for Silver Creek. And then last uh last game you were able to get to, uh Weathers killed all of us, uh, was last Thursday. Uh, Bradley Bramer, the right-hander out of Decatur Central, uh, he's a kid that you know from starting to get some attention. Um, you know, draft-wise, he had a pretty good outing down in Jupiter last year. Um, some guys were able to see him there, and then I know quite a handful of guys have been out to see him so far this spring. Uh, you were able to see his first start of the year. 
it's your first time ever seeing him. You know, what'd you think? How's he stack up to some of these other 2018 arms? Yeah, you know, Rimmer, he's very interesting for me. He definitely 100% passes the eye test. Um, you know, you, I walked into the park and the bullpen's right there for Decatur Central, and I'm like, holy crap, look at this kid. You know, he's a high-waisted, you know, six foot five, probably 185, 190-pound kid, and he's just one of those guys that you look at and you're like, okay, he's probably going to be a dude. Um, you know, he just passes the eye test, like I said, right away. But, he, you know, he was impressive. Probably the most impressive outing of the year. Is it the best stuff that we've seen this year? Maybe, maybe not, maybe. Um, but outing overall, it was the most impressive. I mean, he went complete th- game. game no um, <laughs> yeah, no hitter. <laughs> 15 strikeouts, one walk. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive from the get-go. Um, but, you know, he opened up the game. He was 86-88, um, held velocity pretty well over the course of three innings. It was kind of interesting because in the third inning, that's when he, he walked the guy, and uh, he's working out of the stretch. And I was sitting there, and there was a handful of pro guys there as well. And we were sitting there, and I was getting video of him out of the stretch, and they're yelling out velos to each other. You know, he, like I said, he opened up the game 86-88, and the fastball was only 82-85, you know, out of the stretch, which was kind of interesting. And then he comes back out in the fourth inning, and he's back in the 85-87 range. Um you know, he like I said, he's an interesting kid. I'm a fan. I like him. Um, you know, where he's going to be at draft-wise, it all depends, obviously, you know, what happens over the course of the rest of the spring. Because um, he does he, – he passes the eye test, like I said. His stuff's good. Um, you know, so even if he does make it on campus with Wright State, I mean, he's a, he's a slam dunk kind of kid for them. Um, I'm a big fan. No, no doubt. And kind of like you talked about Groher, you know, Groher was only 79.82. We've had him up, you know, into the mid 80s. It's cold right now in Indiana. And these arms are the first time, you know, it's hard to get loose. It's hard to show off their, you know, their best stuff. But Bramer's definitely a kid too in the fall. I expect him to get back up there, if not higher, uh, once this weather finally warms up. So, no, glad you were able to see him and some of these other guys. And we'll keep sending you out. Uh, you're doing a great job for us. So appreciate it, man. Appreciate that. Well, now let's bring on our assistant Indiana scouting director who's joining us now, Greg Vogt. Uh, Vogt's been out quite a few times for us this spring. Loman, uh, you're at one of the first to see Carter Loman of the year. He had a looks like he had a pretty good outing. Yeah, so Carl Loman had his first start um, at home, uh, about 30-mile-an-hour wind straight to center in 30-degree weather. So about 10 scouts out to see him uh, for the draft, and he settled in really well in the first, striking out all three hitters, sitting 88 to 90. Um, after his first half inning, they went on to put on 14 runs in the top of the first, so you can imagine a 40-minute layover in that temperature. Uh, knocked the velo down a little bit, still managed to strike out two of the next three hitters. Um, ended his day with seven strikeouts in three innings, uh, managing to hold that upper 80s velocity uh, as a lefty with plus command and three pitches. Um, definitely be a guy we'll continue to see this spring. Yeah, I was going to ask how the off-speed was. You know, he's got that devastating changeup. When it's on, it's one of the nastiest off-speed pitches of anybody in any class. Yeah, he struck out all three hitters in the first inning of the season with the changeup. Yeah, not surprising. So we are in week three. Uh, Blake, something you and I have been looking forward to for a while now. We have the PBR Midwest Select coming over to your place at Grand Park. 
13 of the top teams from Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan uh, all coming to your place to compete. Uh, tons of talent, draft prospects all over the place. It's something you and I have been looking forward to have, you know, to seeing and having in our state. Yeah, no, a uh, couple, couple things I'm excited about. Number one, I think it's time to see our draft kids compete against other guys. Uh, it brings in a high level of competition. Um, you look at Cathedral, you've got Jared Pullen as a draft guy. You look at Ron Colley, you've got Nick Schnell, you've got Panoranto. Uh, when you look at uh, Kokomo, you've got the four-headed monster and Perkins, Root, Butcher, and Wade on the mound. Our top three 4A teams are all competing in this, yep. one, two, and three, which yep. I think is very impressive that you know we were able to get all those teams here with that talent. Yep. Um, so pat on the back there. Congratulations, Phil. You did, you did well. Uh, and then I think, and then you get into Providence, and you've got Timmy Borden. You've got Wilkinson, who could be a potential draft yes. guy. Down Looking, the for, he's supposed to pitch Saturday. Okay. Uh, we mentioned him on, I think, last podcast. Uh, he's coming in, back from Tommy John. Right. Really, really looking forward to seeing him. Interesting um, arm. Interesting, just see what it looks like nowadays. Yep. And and um, but when you look at the other teams from outside of our area that are coming in. You've got some serious powerhouses, and you know Edwardsville's always in the top ten. It seems like for Illinois, you've got Sandberg from Illinois, um, O'Fallon, O'Fallon from Illinois. Then you and I were looking at Juliet Catholic. Yeah. Then you look at Ohio. You got Talmage. You look at their roster. They got, I, and I probably butchered that name, and I apologize. No, I think good. <laughs> but they have like six Division One positional guys in their lineup. Then you look at Moeller. Moeller's always in the top. You know three teams it seems like in the state of Ohio um so this is a great test for Indiana teams I think we're going to learn a lot about who can play who can't um who's going to be there at the end because this type of competition you're going to have to beat to win a state title and I'm excited to see it all come together not to mention we're opening a brand new field for Grand Park I'm going to give myself a little plug here but on D2. It's need a first... check for that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I owe you a lot of money. Uh, D2. We're opening D2. It's our new championship turf field. So, for me, there's excitement everywhere. There's going to be a lot of baseball. It's going to be a lot of good baseball. You so, want to know what I'm really looking forward to most about this weekend? It's supposed to be 75 degrees and sunny on Friday. Phil, you must be really excited about the 75 <laughs> and sunny. That's the second time you've mentioned it. Well, like... I was in Gulf Shores, what, two weeks ago, and it was 75 and sunny every day. Came back to Indiana, and there was four inches of snow on the ground by Easter. So I'm really excited. You know, I hate the cold weather, man. <laughs> I'm excited to see these guys compete in good weather because that's the other – we've seen some arms early, and, you know, it's so freaking cold out that you can't get loose. Guys aren't at their top velos. So I'm. it's perfect baseball weather. The talent there is going to be great. So we're evaluating draft guys, right? Like, because I'm pretty sure didn't the Cubs or the Reds or the Tigers, none the Indians, any of those guys play in the snow or the cold this week? Cubs just got canceled today because of snow. Okay, <laughs> but they've played in the past. I'm sure they have. Yeah. Nobody likes it, right? But they played. So I'm just saying, you're trying to you're trying to be you're a out, pro guy. You may end up in Chicago. You may have to play a baseball. But game. by then, you've It'll already be cold. Be a man. By then, you've already been drafted. They already know who you are. You're out there. These guys are trying to show off their top tools and their peak performances, and you don't get that when it's 35 degrees. 
especially here in the Midwest. I mean, these the guys in Florida, Texas, California, everybody says they're so good and so much better than we are, but they get to perform in, you know, good weather year right. we round. We talk about it all the time. When our guys go down to Florida in the fall, it always seems like they add three they miles do, an hour. Almost every, every single time. time. No, I agree with so you. So I'm glad early in the early in the spring these guys are gonna have the opportunity to perform and compete against the competition. I mean, you're gonna have draft guys versus draft and guys. And they're both going to be, you and know. And there's going to be a lot of eyes yeah. this weekend. It's going to be pretty impressive to see the number of eyes. Like, we talk about summer baseball versus high school baseball. I'm most excited because high school baseball is giving these kids an opportunity to showcase themselves in a way that's usually only obtainable through summer baseball. Right. And for me, I think this is a huge step for high school baseball. No, it's the best of both worlds because you and I talk about for high school, but we love high school baseball because of the passion. Like you're actually, you're literally playing for something yes. other than yourself. You're yep. playing for the name on your jersey, the town you're in, et cetera. Well, for these two days, you know, you're doing those two things and you're kind of playing for your state too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're facing Indiana and Illinois and Michigan teams, right. so. I, I think just because the Indiana teams aren't playing for each other, I know how close some of these kids are. Yes. You're going to see Cathedral rooting for Kokomo and Kokomo rooting for Ron Colley. Which is going to be Colley awesome. rooting for Providence. I think that's a cool cool deal with the event. And, and hopefully we're able to capture it. I know it's the first time. and I you know. All right, so we have Shooter Hunt um, on with us. Welcome to uh, the Hoosier BP podcast. Glad you Boo. <laughs> You know what? I've been begging to get on, and I got a, I got a text from Blake that said, you ready to go? And I said, been waiting for this moment all my life. <laughs> so I am pumped to be here. All right. Well, you better better bring your A game here. So <laughs> we've got the PBR Midwest Select coming up uh, this Friday and Saturday at Grand Park. 13 of the top you know, Midwest high school teams coming in to compete. No, you're not going to be here. Um, you've got other stuff to worry about. It's, not a lot of underclassmen are going to be here. It's more for uh, you know the seniors and prospective draft guys. But who are some of the underclass um, players that are going to be here in attendance that you're looking forward to you know, hearing us talk about and getting new video and updated stats on? And by hearing you talk about it, you mean me bugging you for information all weekend while you guys are crazy busy. Yeah, we'll continue to do your work for you, Shooter. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, you, you said it right off the bat. The, the 2018s in the draft class, obviously we talked about your Indiana guys. So um, I know Rhodey's jacked up to go see those guys because he saw a bunch of draft talent at NHSI and then out at Boris with the California kids. Um but all those draft guys in Indiana, everybody's excited to see. Um, but actually, some of the, the other states have some young kids that I think you guys need to lock in on for me and be my eyes and ears, please. All right. Um, but Ed- Edwardsville, Illinois, has a, a big sophomore, Drake Westcott. Left-handed hitting first baseman, real physical, committed to Louisville. Um, but he can really – he's really got the power. So – Keep an eye on him. If somebody leaves something up, he is going to depart that thing out of Grand Park, and um, it, it'll go out in a hurry. So keep an eye on him. He's a big dude. Um, and then just looking at, like, Joliet Catholic, historic program out of Illinois. Um, Christian Napchik was a kid who we had at the fall championships, actually, at Grand Park in um, September. But he can really pick it 
Um, sophomore, another one going to Louisville. Um, smaller type um, with the speed, kind of similar like Grant Trinkle with the speed aspect okay. um, from Indiana. But he's real good shortstop and at the plate. Just gets after. A ball player who you're going to see at Louisville who just everybody's going to love. He'll be a winner. Um, one of those guys you talk about who goes to Omaha and is the toast of the town. Um, Jared Cushing's another one. Texas Tech commit infielder. It's a junior at Joliet Catholic. Another good athlete. Texas Tech always brings in really good athletes um, to help them out. So those, those are kind of the guys right there that I think you two should really look, lock in on and just continuously send me updates all weekend. We'll do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. So, all right, you brought up those guys. Now, we do have an underclassman here in Indiana. That's right. Wait, you have underclassmen in Indiana? <laughs> Everybody always talks about your 18s and the draft class. It's like nobody talks about the underclassmen there. Uh, there's there's a kid, Trez Butcher, 2020, righty, out of uh, Kokomo. Expect him to see some innings. He was at the Future Games, fastball up to 93. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm sure you're excited to see hear about him too, right, and the progression. Yeah, you know what? I think you should actually get some video on that and shoot it out on Twitter for me. Um but yeah, it's the projection on him with his high ceiling. It's he's so athletic, and that velocity you just talked about at the ninety-three comes so easy to him that it's one of those. Once he kind of grows into that long frame and gets more comfortable with everything, all the movement patterns that having those long limbs comes with, I think he has a chance to be special. I know you guys are huge on him, but it's got to be tough for him to even. You'd think at most schools, kid committed Mississippi State up to 93 would just be the ace of the staff. But at Kokomo, it's like they have like seven arms to roll out there. Yeah, I mean, the best pitcher might be the kid committed to Earlham. And he's <laughs> like their number six. Uh, but uh, they've got Kyle Wade, who's going to Purdue. They've got uh, Perkins, obviously, going to Louisville. Uh, then you turn around, you've got uh, Baden Root. Root going to Ohio State. And then you just happen to stumble on Butcher. I mean, it, when we wanted to see Butcher last year, I think Phil went and sat on four games before he finally saw him pitch in-game. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> just, was, like, hanging around at the bullpen. But then he came in, and he was, like, 89-91 to with his first two pitches. And so the the weight was worth it. There's so, no doubt. You know what? I remember, you remember you, that? after that game sending me some videos and me being, like, well, I sent you a video. We had a guy that took my place for one of those times we went to see him. He got some. He got the bullpen footage, and I was like, "Hey, check this out. This is the Therese Butcher kid that we have ranked in, you know, the top ten or whatever it was." And you're like, "Yeah, that looks like it's coming out pretty good." Then I show up the next day. He finally gets in his first like three fastballs are 89 to 91. So it, it yeah, that'll work. Well that that'll work well. But you know, what's this I'm hearing about Jared Pullen getting on the mound? Hey, don't worry about what's going on here with Poland, okay? Uh, he's been on the mound. He, it, nobody remembers it. Nobody sees it. But it's 92, 93. He'll touch a 94 every once in a while. With the pretty good break. Yeah, and he'll <laughs> compete and you know throw a few strikes. and you know He's yep. better than anybody gives him credit for on the mound. That's for sure. Well, I mean, he's throwing 92, 93. That's, that's pretty serious heat. Yeah. But... I'll take the words right out of your mouth. You could see that kid playing in the big leagues one day, and you say that as a hitter, right? Yep. I did say it as a hitter. Right. Uh, and you're, went you're not the, the only one that says that. <laughs> so. I mean, we hear pro guys all the time talk about that. 
so. No, he hit. just has that it factor. Just the the whole aura, of his game, and being out in that field, moving around. I'm a huge fan. But what, one more before I forget to talk about a couple more underclassmen for you guys to lock in on. Um, Archbishop Moeller, Ohio. There's a couple guys I need you to check out. Um, one is Jack Pacetti, uh, Cincinnati commit, left-handed pitcher, got a quick arm. Be on the lookout for him. But one that I really liked last summer, and he was at the Future Games, didn't have as big of a Future Games um, as I thought he would and probably as he wished he would, but is a really good arm, committed to Kentucky. Seth Logue, he's a right-handed pitcher in the 2020 class, can really spin it. Um, so I, I guess I shouldn't be giving away the scouting report for Moeller if all these <laughs> Indiana guys are listening right now. But he has a good breaking ball. Moeller's gonna get Jack. That's Perkins I was wondering. Who's Moeller playing? Yep. <laughs> so. Oh, that's that's one of those how you doing games. Yep. Here's yep. Jack Perkins game one. Uh, Cathedral Edwardsville. Um, wouldn't be shocked if you get Perkins versus or uh, Poland in that game uh, as well. So, gonna be some interesting matchups that Friday night. So, anybody, uh, if you had to pick a game that you're gonna miss the most, is there one? Have you scud- have you any studied- game, any any game Jared Poland's playing in is one to me that I'm missing out on. <laughs> but so, uh, you know what? It, it would have been fun for me, and I know Rody's got to be jacked up for it. Uh, he and Dunk coming out to see Nick Snell, who who we all think has a chance to have a big big spring. Although you guys have been getting crushed by snow, which really stinks. Um, yeah, it's not fun. But yeah, I mean, hopefully, it sounds like the the weather this weekend is going to be nice. So Nick Schnell getting the run around, take some BP out there, and really show off his um, advanced athleticism will be uh, good for everybody to check out, especially all the scouts that'll be there. Now, it should be a really good event. A lot of high end talent um, all around. So we're looking forward to it. So when's the next uh, shooter hunt sighting in the Hoosier State? When can we get you out here? Well, right now, I am planning on coming out for the Midwest Prospect League. Um, In June. And I think right before that, you guys have an event at Purdue, am I right? That's correct. we got our annual top prospect games going to Purdue for the first time this year. Really excited about that. Uh, Should have, you know, last year was full of talent, and I expect the same this year. So if you're available, I'd love to have you up in West Lafayette. Well, I'm, I'm planning on crushing the month of June Seeing guys in Texas, Florida, the Northeast, and the Midwest, and really figuring out who the top guys are after that and able to settle down and really know who they are. Okay. Well, just don't forget about us little Hoosiers out here. I'm going to ask you flat out, uh, you know, Indiana, we've talked about this off the air a couple dozen times. Michael Doolin or Avery Short, which one are you taking right now and tomorrow? Ooh, that, that's a tough one. Uh, Short's a lefty. You know, a lot low 90s already. You know what's exciting about him is that breaking ball that he's able to really have feel for, um, plus the durable frame that he's working with. So it looks like he's a workhorse, could, could throw some innings. But combine all the projection with the fact that he performed on the big stage in Jupiter. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's my one of my favorite things about Jupiter is the day after you know he threw for us you're like, yeah, that kid was pretty good, you know, you know, good college player. And I was like, well, he's a 2019. And your face and <laughs> mouth open and dropped. And you're like, oh, oh god. I'll, I'll, I, should... <laughs> I like, guess okay. beca- because all your all your team Indiana guys all have big frames. They're thick. They, I mean, almost everybody in Indiana throws hard. 
So they all kind of blend together. And then I was like, oh, that was Avery Short. Oh, my goodness. I was like, that guy's really good. Yeah. And he went against a really good um, – what team from Florida was he throwing was against? The Scorpions, um, their Padre scout team. Padre scout team, yep. which had a stacked lineup of some good hitters. Yeah, and F- he looked the part yeah. of a, a Friday night guy or a high draft. Yep. Um, we'll see. But Doolin was was fantastic when I saw him at the area code. And it's one of those guys that all the college coaches really love throughout the summer. Um, I think he broke a lot of hearts going to Vanderbilt. But it's a good spot for him. Really pounds his own, which is something that you got to have, especially in college baseball. If you're not throwing strikes, you're not getting on the mound. And dueling with the three-pitch feel, he, he could be an impact freshman if he makes it to campus. So that's the third time, I think, in the last 25 minutes you've mentioned commanding the zone, pounding the zone. Is that your thing? I mean, when you look at arms, uh, obviously you're our national underclass guy. Are is that what separates uh, guys for you, or, or what is it? Um, well, especially when they're young, and we, we've talked about this. There's some young guy like even Cherez, still growing into his frame, has that high ceiling that he'll steadily approach. But a guy who can pound the zone like Doolin, it, it's another tool similar to a, hey, this guy throws really hard, so he has that high velocity. Well, this guy has special command. Um, there's a kid... Landon Marceau, who's a 2018 down in Louisiana. Um, the command is just special. He's got really good command of three, maybe in four pitches. And that takes his, I, I mean, he's up 93, 94, but his 88 to 92 with special command is very much equivalent to that 93 to 95 guy who it's more control over command. Um, there's a lot that goes into it looking at the, all those guys, but a, a lot of kids when they're young, if they can throw hard and throw strikes, that that really jumps out. All right, well, Shooter, we really appreciate you hopping on the Hoosier BP podcast. Can't wait to be back, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, all right well, that'll wrap things up for this Hoosier BP podcast. Unless, Blake, you have anything else you want to add real quick? Yes, we're in a competition with some other states. We need you to subscribe or follow us. We're on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We're competing with all the other state directors. Right now we're losing to some of them. Um, We don't like to lose. Don't let Indiana trail Ohio in anything. So please hit those buttons for us. Help us out. Show us a little bit of love. Even if you hate us, just love the state of Indiana. That's all we ask. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, uh, Blake, for (laughs) hopping on with me again. for the podcast, I do want to thank Shooter, uh, Shooter Hunt for hopping on, as well as three members of our scouting staff and Rhett, Greg, and Damon. Uh, did not forget about you, Derek. Uh, want to get you on in this next one. Hopefully, we'll have some good content from this weekend, Friday, Saturday at the Midwest Select. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get some good player uh, interviews on here, as well as maybe a couple coaches. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but. As always, be sure to follow us online at PrepBaseballReport.com and on our social media on Twitter and Instagram at PBR Indiana.